Hi everybody, this is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. There once was a small American town, and although it sat in the forgotten corner of a giant city, it was much like any other small community around America. Everyone knew everyone else's name and everyone's business. Instead of a stream or a brook, we had the fire hydrant. We didn't have farmer's markets, but we did have a well-stocked bodega. And rather than sitting on the front porch to watch the little world fall by, we sat on our stoops. You know, it seems like an ancient time, like it was some lost city. It was like I had watched it all from the stoops of Atlantis. To own one was an important part of growing up. It changed, it changed culture, it changed the ability to play a game. When you smacked uh, this ball with a stick, it would go four times the distance that the balls we played with before. So it changed everything. The last time I played, I mean really played, was one friggin' glorious summer afternoon. It was sunny, really warm, but not bacon. Soup ball was the first game up. It was mid-July, probably 1987. Oh wait, did I introduce myself? Sorry for the lack of manners. I'm Jimmy, a Spaulding. Born in the Spaulding Company. A pink, round cutie with a future unlimited in possibilities. I was made to bounce high. My early days are a bit foggy. It was the 60s after all. And us Spaldings, well, we bounced really high in them days. I vaguely remember my earliest memory, still pink as a puppy's butt, being thrown on the stage at a Stones concert. Mick himself picked me up and tossed me back into the crowd and I laid under a chair for the rest of the show. When the place was cleaned, some guy stuck me in his pocket and brought me home. So bada bing, bada bounce, I end up in East Holm, in some kid's yard. Those were the days when us Spaldings ruled. Kids looked up to us. They were filled with pure joy if they found us, even filthy in a mucky curb. In fact, the dirtier the better was how we looked at it. Dirt meant experience. It meant we had seen the world, played its games, and brought a little happiness to a bunch of brats. <laughs> yeah, I love them kids. No matter the city or state or region, north, south, east, or west. The Spalding High Bounce Ball, as it was originally known, became affectionately known as the Spalding, uh, based upon the way New Yorkers would pr pronounce the, the company name of Spalding. And we called it Spalding, because we thought it was called a Spalding. It's Spalding. <laughs> but I just realized that. I was like, oh. Oh, see, when you're old, you go, damn, I didn't know that. The pinkies, or the, or the newbies as we called them, dreamed of splashing into a city puddle or plopping into a nice warm pile of dog poop. Scuff marks, from brick walls to stoop edges, were the scars of heroes. I wanted the dirt from all over, from the red clay of Virginia, to the dry sand of Arizona, to the oily muck near John's garage on 118 in Harlem. You see, us Spaldines were all hobos at heart, and I mean that in a good way, we were travelers bouncing and careening across this great nation. Whether you called us Spaldines or Spaldinas or Pinkies, it mattered not. I even spent a weekend in a mansion outside Arlington where the kid would say, Mommy, may I go out and play with my Spalding ball? He's Spalding ball, imagine that. Eh, whatever, he was a good kid. Pardon me, would you have any grey poupon? But of course. Yeah, kids in games and us Spaldines. I played them all. Sit back and I'll tell you, I'll read you my CV. It's packed with all the street games from that golden age of play. Go, 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 go. 
And the obvious one was stickball. You get your mom's broomstick and me, and you had that classic, you know, maybe even cliche neighborhood game. You needed serious space for this game, though, you know, because there's some big galoot kid comes up to bat and bada boom. I go from 118 to 116 in a heartbeat. I think I only ended up in one of those games. And this kid, he launched me from 116 to 119, and I rolled under a car, and I ended up alone by the curb. And didn't even bother looking for me. So later, some kid rescues me, this girl that lived on 118. And she started up a fun game they called 7-Up. So in this here game, you had seven kinds of Spalding driven activities. I, I can't remember the order, but you had to like, throw me up as high as you could and then catch me without a bounce. And then a one-hand bounce and catch. And then a leg over the ball catch, things like that. It took turns and if you messed up, the next person went. Seven was the easiest and then six, five, etc. all the way down to the hardest one when you got to one. Did I tell you these kids were creative? I had a blast playing that game with them. It was me and the kids for hours, playing under the great summer sun. Another fun game was playing with handball. I know there's that fancy schmancy version where people play in expensive boxes in Midtown. Pardon me, would you have any grey poupon? But of course. No, this was the ghetto style. John the Mechanic, who I think Mikey D told you about in episode 34, he owned this garage on 118, and it was a great wall right beside it, and that's where the kids would hold the great tournaments. Mikey D's sister Debbie was the local champ. Once a game that started in the afternoon was down to her and her friend Pamela, and they fought it out, and they kept playing until they couldn't even see the ball anymore because it got dark out. Then they called the draw. Thank goodness, because I was exhausted. Humans weren't the only one I had a blast playing with. Dogs loved me too. Nothing is more fun than getting tossed high in the air and then looking down and seeing that gaping jaw of canine canines like a slobber filled cave waiting to break your fall. Then it would be the inevitable wrestling match of the person and the dog to get the ball back. By the time I was back in the hands of the human, I'd be held by the fingertips because I was soaked in doggy spit. Just a wipe of the old dungarees and all was fine. One of my personal favorite pastimes with the kids was stoop ball. Yeah, if they were good, they could slam me up against the edge of that step and I'd launch up and over the street, landing or, or being caught on the opposite side of the sidewalk, the other sidewalk on the other side. Sometimes it was up, up, up and plop into a pile of poop. <laughs> Did the kids freak out? No. A rinse of the hydrant. All clean. Back to the game. It was so much fun. Easy breezy days. Get my entire being slammed repeatedly against the rock hard steps. Yeah, them's were the days. Sometimes it was about a one-on-one -on -one competition. The roof. These kids got in their heads that if they could throw me hard enough and make it to the rooftop, that was the end all in their personal accomplishments for life. And they tried for years. Skitty arms barely getting me to the second floor, and then the third, and then, drum roll. One day, the sky screaming closer and closer, and I found myself up and over the roof's edge, and bouncing down on a new kind of ground. It was hot, it was black, it was tar beach. And the thing is, the roof was slanted, and I rolled out of control. I was heading towards the yard side of the roof. Off I went, down, down into the backyard. And the kids, they had no idea. They figured I was stuck on the roof. And they had to wait, you know, for a chance to get up there with their dad to rescue me. But then, they saw me, and they found me in the yard, with smirk on my face. Sitting there, just waiting. Now, though, they had a new game. Up, up to the roof, they would try and try. And when they did, the game now was to run as fast as they could through the house, and into the yard, and catch me before I hit the ground. 
The first time they pulled that trick off, you think they broke the Olympic decathlon record. I gotta say, I was proud of the kid. So back to 87. The kids were in good form, slamming me off the edge of the steps. I mean, when you're a Spalding, there's no better feeling than getting slammed on the edge of a concrete step, having all that energy transformed from potential to kinetic, and then launching you through the air. Summer breeze all over your body. But they were older, and they were getting distracted by other things. They picked me up, reared back, and roofed me. But I didn't roll off to the other end. I got stuck between the fire escape and the ladder and the wall. And there I remained for more time than I can count. Until one day, so many years later, a man fixing some cables found me. And he says to his work partner, Man, when was the last time you saw one of these? I felt old. He tossed me off the roof. I was free for the first time in decades. I rolled to the edge of the curb and looked around. It was early summer, beautiful day, but... But as I looked up and down the street, there, there was something wrong. There was no laughing, no games, no kids. The stoops were all empty. Finally, I hear a high-pitched voice of a young kid strolling past with his mother. I feel the touch of a hand, and I hear... Look, Ma. And the Ma says, throw that away. You don't know where that's been. Okay, I was dirty. Rinse me off under the hydrant and play with me. And then I looked towards the hydrant. It was off. It was locked. What was going on? The world had changed. They didn't need me no more. I rolled around for months alone. Then one day this guy, who seemed familiar, picked me up. He was no kid, but his voice was recognizable. He put me in his pocket. When we got home, he gave me a wash. And then he placed me on a shelf next to some old plastic army men and a yo-yo. And here I remain, in retirement with friends, in the home of a person who knew and understood my value. And I remember those days when we played, and he bashed me joyfully off the edges of those stoops of Atlantis. This has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Please make sure to go to rupertstarbright.com and drop me a line. Tell me what you think of the podcast and spread the word. Until next time.